Can Elmo help your kid to meditate? You'll have to listen to today's episode to find out. We have my good friend, Donia LaHaye, on the show. She's a VP of Strategic Sales at Headspace. This is a great conversation because Donia is really successful. She's a badass lady. And she talks about how she went from workaholic overachiever to a much more balanced working mom. I appreciate you listening. If you enjoyed this conversation, please click the follow button. Leave me a rating. That'd mean the world to me. It's the best way to help grow the podcast. Anyway, on to the show. Welcome back to the Successful Working Parents Podcast, the podcast where we talk to successful working parents. My guest today, she is the Vice President of Strategic Sales at Headspace and mother of two, ladies and gentlemen, Donia LaHaye. Donia, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so delighted to be on and to be qualified as a successful working parent. Yeah, you hit all, all three of the criteria, so I'm excited to talk to you. So first things first, why don't you give us just a quick background on your career? Ah, uh, Okay. Maybe I'll start with where I'm at now. So today I am on the sales team at Headspace. I work with our large strategic clients on their mental health and well-being strategy and essentially just helping them improve access to mental health care for their employees and their families. I came to Headspace. So I guess I've been I've been in mental health care for about four years. Prior to that, I worked at Virgin Pulse on more so like whole health. And so thinking about uh, not just mental health care, but physical, social, emotional, financial, and really uh, supporting employees with adoption of healthy routines and behaviors. So in my time there, I I found really towards the, the end of my time there that most of my clients were struggling with behavioral health and mental health um, needs of their population, which is what brought me to Headspace. And how far, how far back do you want me to go? I guess before that, I'm going to start to age myself. Before that, I actually worked in PR of all things. So um, I worked for Edelman and had uh, experience working with large clients like eBay and HP and at the tail end, Heineken. And um, so burned out in PR, it led me to, to well-being. So that's how I ended up at Virgin Pulse. Yeah. And you and I are good friends. I, I was just thinking about this. You interviewed me in... Uh, it was actually around this time in 2013. It was like October of 2013. So it was 10 years ago you interviewed me to work at uh, the GCC. So we've worked together twice, actually. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. Yes. And here we are. And it's been, you know, it's been great to see you just, you just crush it. We we both had similar careers where we we started at the GCC. We were doing like non-B2B sales things and we started our careers there together. So it's, it's been cool to see everything you've accomplished. How about um, your role as, as a mom? You're, you have two kids, right? Yeah, so I have a three and a half year old, my three major Cameron, and then I also have a one and a half year old Kyla at home. Yeah, we did I, the two under two and a half thing. Right, and I feel bad. I haven't I haven't met them. I have to get out to uh, to California. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Do you also do you have a bird? <laughs> I do not have a bird. I don't okay. know what I do, bro. I hear. A, no, I think I hear a bird. Okay, it's a dog in the background. Yes, a dog, Roxy. No, but no, I work in my backyard. We have like a, sh- a shed that we've turned into an office. We did that during COVID, and there are definitely a lot of birds in our backyard. But okay, no, I, see, I, hear, uh, I just hear a bird. I just don't know if it was part of the household <laughs> or or an outdoor situation. No, no birds. Okay, great. So yeah, I mean, I, I was really interested to talk to you because you were always like just a badass worker. I felt like, and I'm really curious to hear about how when you became a mom, how that maybe work became less of a priority and how you really juggled that because you've always been really successful. You've always worked really hard and 
I know now being a, being a parent, you just can't do the exact same thing you used to do with your career. So yeah. love to hear a little bit about how you made that transition into, into working parenthood. Not, not easily. So you know me really well. I've, I've always been like really driven, um, sometimes maybe like an overachiever, someone who also overthinks everything and uh, spends hours on things like slides. It's where it's not necessary, but I've always loved my job. It's always been part of how I defined myself. And I think that was probably, so there's probably two big shifts. There was, you know, the shift in who, who am I now as a mom? Because I used to sort of identify myself as this like work hard, play hard, lots of sports person. And then when I became a mom, there's like this whole new identity shift that happened. Um, but transitioning into a lifestyle where you're with your kids before 8am, right? You don't have that window of time. I can't wake up early and start work at 6am. I've got kids from six to like nine. Right. Um, and then, and then post work, I couldn't even think about working after work. So those hours, I used to have these like 12 hours or 10 hour days to do my job, all of a sudden shrank to, to literally like a nine to not even five, 4.30. So I think the hardest part for me was feeling like I was delivering the same quality of work and able to do my job at the same sort of like caliber I was doing it before kids, but in this really condensed window. That was, that was a really hard shift. It took me uh, a good six months on my first child to figure it out. And a lot of, a, a lot of like, um, struggles in terms of like how good I felt about the work I was putting out and just how good of a mom I was, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It becomes like you have to, you're already, you're trying to be an A player at one thing and I have to be an A player yeah. at this other new thing. And it's hard to do both, obviously. Totally. So did you, do you think honestly that your, your work has been any different or, I mean, I know you're still very successful. So do you feel like you've just figured out how to balance it or maybe you just didn't have to do all the crazy stuff you used to do and you're still able to get your job done? Yeah. I think it, it forced me into figuring out how to like prioritize, which I know everyone talks about, but it's really hard to actually do, but I, you don't have a choice when you literally have half the time to get your job done. You, you know, you, you kind of learn, where do I need to get an A? Where can I get a B? Where can I even get a C? And then to get an A, how much do I really need to do? Right. So I just, it took a while, but I've, I I think it's been the greatest gift because I've learned how to do a good job without overdoing it where I don't need to. Um, I've also just, it's, it's like sort of taught me where to say no. I used to be a yes person, as you know, I wanted to be like the A player on the team who was always willing to take everything on, but I've now learned how I have to like set boundaries. So now that you're, you're back to work, right. And your, your husband's working as well. So how are you guys managing your time? Like, how are you like effectively balancing working and, and family life? And it's funny. Everyone asks us like, how do we do it? So we, we both work, we both work full time. We both kid kid full-time and work full-time. Um, when we went, when we, when we wanted to get pregnant, we wanted to have kids. Steven knew, my husband knew that I was like sort of a workaholic and we had, we had the conversation, like, what are you going to want to do after? Are you going to want to maybe take time off? Are you going to keep working? And truthfully, like, I didn't know how, how I'd feel once I actually had kids. I've learned now that I need to do both. I need to work, but we, we went into having kids really thinking of it as like 50, 50 and 50, 50 is not realistic. It could be one day is a hundred zero one day, 70, 30, but it's truly, we're truly a team. And so we, we divide and conquer on everything. Um, and so if I'm having 
a week where I have an event and I need to travel or I'm in the middle of contracting and there's long hours, he'll pick up the slack, right? Um, he'll do like extra kid pickups. He'll do dinners, mac and cheese, <laughs> and he'll do more and vice versa. Like I have a lot of respect for his career. I'm close to his team, his, his uh, boss, he's close to mine. And so there's, there's a lot of like sort of respect for each other's jobs and willingness to be flexible, to help each other. For me, that's probably been the most important thing. It's like, I don't think I, I have, I, I don't think I could do this without a partner who's in it as much as I am. If the question is balance, the second thing is just really good childcare. I, I have a lot of moms ask me about that. Like, how do you do it as a working mom? But besides having a great partner, I do think like the, the childcare piece is, has been the most important for our family. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. We're looking into that now. Yeah. Do you have any, yeah, and I you have tell any... people like we have this amazing nanny, and I, I tell people though, like I joke with her, we co- we're co-parenting. She's as much part of our family as we're part of hers, and that means that you know if we need her to stay late one night or come on the weekend because I have to travel for work on a Sunday and we need extra hands, there's sort of that um, respect, vice versa. If she has something like uh, finals coming up and needs to do more studying, you know, we'll we'll respect her hours there. But that that partnership with your nanny or um, your child's like play or daycare center is, is I think super critical too. Do you think Steven would still say you're a workaholic or do you think that you've kind of shed that as you've become a mom? That's a great question. I'm like, where is he? Uh, I think he's, it used to be a source of strain for us, how much I worked, how much I chose work before we had kids. I actually think having kids and being forced into more of a balance has yeah. actually been for our relationship yeah. you know that about me uh so i would say that he he often like tells me he's proud of how i've found balance in my life not just with the kids but even uh just like with creating health like routines with yoga or walking or running and making time for myself that i never used to yeah no i've, to- I've totally noticed that as well yeah so on, on that note another thing i know about you is you're, you're a very health conscious person as well so how have you been able to still prioritize self-care well, well, becoming a parent, I know the time gets, becomes more and more limited. It does. I, along with sort of learning how to prioritize my eight or nine to five, um, I I learned that if I don't have time for self care, I'm not a great parent. So I become easily frustrated. My fume becomes shorter. And so it's, it's sort of like a non-negotiable, not for my health only, but also just for being a good mom to find an hour in the day. That's just me time. I don't, it doesn't have to be working out. It just has to be time that separates work from time with family. So I work from home. I work in the backyard and, um, in the backyard, that sounds funny. I work in an office in the backyard, but what in, the shed, in the bird shed, <laughs> yeah, in the birdhouse. Yeah. But I, it's not like I can get up and drive somewhere and then drive home and have that sort of um, mental separation. And so it's, it's, we, I've, we sort of learned as a family that I am someone who has to kind of step away from the house and from the family for an hour and then come back. And it's sort of my transition. So yeah, I, I try to go to yoga at around 4.30 most days. Uh, if not yoga, a walk around the block with the dog. And at minimum, uh, I use dinner time as self-care. So there was a period where I was getting frustrated that I was responsible for dinner every night because my husband can only make scrambled eggs and mac and cheese. 
And I've sort of flipped that into me time where, you know, I get off work, he takes care of the kids for the hour and they play and kind of he exhausts them. And during that time, I'll throw on a podcast and have a glass of wine and make dinner. And that hour is, is self-care to me. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I can't sacrifice it. It's, it's too critical to like the health of my relationship and my kids and yeah. myself. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you've, you've done a good job of like putting some boundaries in place and just finding more balance. Do you still feel though that there are sacrifices you've made, whether like on the family side or on the career side in the last few years? Of course. Uh, on the family side, you know, you, you worry about it. I worry about the times I say, oh, I can't do X, Y, Z because I have to go to work. I hate when my kids see me in the morning. You know, you try to be the parent that doesn't have your phone out and doesn't have your computer out, but that's just not realistic. And so I catch myself saying, no, 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 I have to like take this email or take this call or mama has to work. Those are the moments of guilt, if you will. But overall, I don't feel like my career's forced any big sacrifice on my family in the sense that I'm still picking them up or dropping them off at school. I'm still there every night with them on weekends. I'm really present. I think we just sort of have a, uh, not a rule, but like a mantra in our house that, you know, when we're with our kids, try to just really be with our kids. And uh, that, that for me has been really important to not feel like work's impacting my kids. On the flip side, I think from a career perspective, it's mostly had a positive impact because it forced me to, to prioritize and not to be a workaholic when I don't need to be. But it's also from a work perspective or from work perspective, it's fine. I guess the, the challenge would more on my social life, if you will. So I've just had to choose what's most important to me. And a lot of times saying yes to work and saying yes to kids. So time with my kids on the weekends, for example, the time that I do have sometimes means a no to a girl trip or to a weekend away or to, yeah. something social. And I think that's been the bigger adjustment for me is like, I figured out where my priorities are. But right now that means sometimes I don't get back to people on the phone or make time for those visits that I should. So I think that'll be the next kind of like frontier for me to figure out. That makes sense. I think there's a text I sent you that you still owe me a response on. So maybe, yeah, maybe get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think that your background as a salesperson, a sales, I don't know if we call them sales women or sales, sales people. Do you yeah. think that your back, your skill is set in sales has informed the way you parent at all? I don't, that's a good question. I, I don't think necessarily my background in sales has informed time as a parent. I will say I'm really, really lucky in that the place I work has taught me how to be a better parent. So I work with a lot of pediatric mental health specialists. I work with mindfulness coaches, as you know, from your time at Headspace, um, parental experts within Headspace, like Sam Snowden. And uh, I get to learn a lot about uh, pediatric mental health and child mental health. And, uh, you know, like one of the greatest lessons to me, like I said, has been that dysregulated parents create dysregulated kids. And so you know, that learning has taught me the importance of stepping away or working out so that when I'm with my kids, I'm so much more present and I can handle their tantrums. I'm in the land of tantrums right now. I mean, it's like literally every day there's a tantrum. <laughs> my daughter can't buckle her own seatbelt or open the door, God forbid, herself. It's like, full oh tantrum. It's like yeah. we're just really dealing with that. And when you're tired and you're just like over the day and you've had one extra call that was not good. And then you get inside and you haven't had a minute of me time and your kid has a tantrum because they can't open the door. It's like, you just want to lose your like 
marbles yeah. sorry i know we're on a podcast you can cut you can curse so, you curse a podcast and then when you do and you know my husband will catch me when you do because i do sometimes sometimes i'll talk to my kids like they're adults i'll be like really are you being serious right now oh, um God. you know like get with it what's happening and i see myself like just falling into the tantrum with my kid yeah that is why so i think Again, that's why I've learned like you have to, I have to have that time away. I have to have that me time. So I don't do that because then it just creates more dysregulation. But I learned, I learned that through work. Um, you know, I, I've also learned the importance of helping my kid, uh, my kids, uh, just do things like meditate, right? The way we were trained as kids to brush our teeth. My daughter knows how to take deep breaths when she's frustrated and can't complete a puzzle, right? So I think for me, the the it's less been about the sales skills, if you will, and more so just the opportunity to observe from leaders around me what it what it means to like um, be a better parent and what are the skills I can give my kids so they can handle life better. Yeah, now I have some other friends as well that are dealing with the, like it takes them thirty minutes to get in the car because the daughter wants to buckle the belt and everything like that. It is worst. So I mean, I feel like it's daunting sometimes. Like the the impact you can have on your kids, you know, at the at this age as well. Like, is that something that's on on your mind a lot? That's something that's really been on my mind as you know, as I become a father. Yeah, it's it's definitely on my mind a lot. In fact, this morning, my my husband and I had a conversation. uh, about it, just the idea of like the the human we're raising now and the way she behaves now might be what we experience when she's a teenager and older. And like, how do we, you know, sometimes you you think, oh, they're so young, it doesn't really matter what happens now. But but I think it does. And so yeah, that's on my mind constantly. And I, you know, again, this is one of the things I'm grateful for in terms of like the place I chose to work is that I've I've learned a lot um, about how to be a better parent, how to set the right example and how to help my child just through, just through work, through things like our mindful parenting series. And this is not an advertisement for Headspace, but really like I've, I've been learning on the ground through my job, how to set the right example. And even with things like work, just to help her understand that work can be this like really valuable experience. Schools is really valuable experience, right? Um, uh, yeah. seeing her mom, I think of myself as like an example to my daughters, right? Like seeing how I engage with my family, engage in work. I want to be like a good example for her, but yeah, it's certainly on my mind all the time. Yeah. Do you think about like how they see the way you approach your career? Yeah, I do. And I, I see it more when I think I'm doing something wrong than when yeah. I'm doing something right. Like when yeah. I'm texting my boss or slacking my boss or, you know, late night, or I pull up my phone when I'm supposed to be with them. Like those are the moments I actually think about it more when I'm sort of blowing it, if you will, than when I'm doing great things. But, but then there are like really cool moments, uh, you know, at the end of the, the headspace, like series my daughter is doing right now. It says made by Headspace Studios. And she gets so excited. She's like told everyone at work that I'm part of Headspace Studios. And I've, of course I have to like correct her that I'm not part of the studio team, but she thinks I've met like Elmo and that I'm doing. Right? Oh, that's and so I, funny. And yeah. I'm so cool because of it. So I think it's that, that piece has been really, really special. Uh, that's cute. How do you, yeah. how do you get your, how did you start the the meditation practice with your kids? Like if people are listening and they wanted to start doing that too. So my older daughter, 
is really, really smart, but also really, really sensitive. And I know every parent, we all think our, our kids are smart, right? And sensitive maybe, but <laughs> yeah. she, um, she's always trying to do things that are like years ahead of her. So she reaches for the puzzle that a 10 year old is doing. And it's, she's always been like that. Uh, but that means she gets really frustrated when she can't do it. And we all see that in our kids, right? Like trying to buckle their seatbelts and not being able to. And it was just like constant. I, I saw, I saw sort of like a little bit of my dad in her where she would have these massive blowups because she couldn't do something. And, and I, I asked one of our, you know, our providers at work, like, what do you recommend I do? And he just said, you should get her teach her to like take a step back and take deep breaths and then go back to it. And so um, it doesn't have to be headspace, but we use the Sesame street series because she loves Elmo. And so uh, at night before bed, we pull, you know, after we've read books, we, we pull it up and we, she gets to choose two meditations she wants to do. And so she picks them out and plays them and then, and we'll do the breathing exercises. And now we're actually in this fun routine where she will, we have her make up a meditation. So she'll teach me or my husband how to meditate. And um, that's fun. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's a part of the routine, right? But it really does help her go to sleep too. Yeah. So it sounds like she took to it quickly. It was really just, you had to just kind of suggest it. And then she kind of liked it when she started doing it. Yeah. She loves it now. Although now I, sometimes I worry it's like a little bit of entertainment, like extra TV time for her because of these little videos, right? But, but yeah, she's taken to it fully and she'll tell us if we're, if we're, if we're in a fight or we're frustrated or something, she'll say, mama, like take a deep breath in through your nose out. She's like, she'll, she'll tell us to do that now, which is really funny, but it's yeah, so cute. Encouraging. How, how old is she? She is three and a half now. Wow. That's great. I mean, it's so cool that kids at that age have access to this, right? Obviously when I was three and a half, there was no, oh, yeah. there was no, we were told to go to our rooms yeah. and there's no Elmo to meditate with, you know, it was just, a, totally. just on yeah. your own. So that's, that's really great. Yeah. What other words of wisdom do you have for, for busy working parents? Like what else would you say has been part of your signature success? I think a couple of things. Well, like I said, I think the biggest thing in our family that's worked is, is uh, treating it like a partnership with my husband. And we, we have like a mantra play to each other's strengths. So I'm the type of person who can get really like worn out with work and I need a minute, like I said, to just kind of step away, get regulated. Steven's the opposite. He can play for hours with the kids. And so, like I said, we know that something like cooking might be the right exercise for me at the end of the day where he can be the person to entertain the kids. But it's it's figuring out kind of like whose role, who's great at which role and and like running with that versus me getting frustrated if he can't cook or him getting frustrated if I'm not building the right puzzle. So I think that honestly, that's been the biggest one. Um, the other is just, and again, I'm really fortunate with work, but like in our company, it's, it's too super normalized to build your life into your calendar. So what I mean by that is people set boundaries. If you look at anyone's calendar, most of our calendars are visible. You'll see so many of the parents have their calendars blocked off from three to five, because that's the time that they want either like some focus time before they're with their kids, or they might have to go pick up their kids from school. Likewise, you'll see doctor's appointments. So if I have a doctor's appointment for my kid, there's no like playing hooky. It's just making everyone around me really aware that this is a part of my life. This is something I have to do and building it into my schedule. So everyone around me is respectful of that. And again, I'm really lucky to work in a workplace where that's super normal from the CEO top down, you see family appointments on everyone's um, calendars. But I think, I think just, um, 
garnering sort of that support from your team, from your manager, and sort of that awareness that, yeah, hey, I'm going to be offline at these times, but that doesn't mean the work's going to kind of take a hit. I think that that type of um, conversation or just like, yeah, awareness can be really, really helpful. And it's helpful for you because you feel comfortable with the boundaries you're starting to set. Um, I think that's a big one. And I think the third biggest, like a lot of new moms that I work with will ask me how I've managed. It's, I think it's realizing it's going to take time. I think after you have a child, for me, it really took almost a year to figure out my new normal and that's okay. And I think um, making, being able to make peace with that and be forgiving and kind to yourself, everyone tells you to do that. It's really hard to do when you've seen yourself set a certain standard and then you're not feeling like you're meeting that standard after you have a kid. So I think um, those would be my three, probably like my three tips. So is it just like literally practicing like self-kindness and compassion or, or how do you actually be, be kind to yourself? I used to say, I think my brain broke after I had kids. I think it's just almost even like recognizing your brain's not broken. You just had a kid. There's literally like your, your mind's getting sucked in a million different ways. Um, yeah. just, just, just almost knowing that's what's happening so that you're, you're more understanding of yourself and knowing that this is not forever. It's going to take time. Think that's okay. I think it's just acknowledging, acknowledging it. Um, it was so much easier on my second child versus my first because I knew it was coming. I knew it was going to take time sure. to be like myself again. But yeah, that's. I don't know what other tips you have, but finding ways to be like gentle on yourself and also knowing to say no more and that's okay right after you have a kid. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to move into the final segment called Donia's Advice Corner. So I'm going to ask you for some advice on a few different topics, okay? I just gave so much advice. I don't. Have, there's not that much advice left. There's plenty left. Don't worry. What advice do you have for a self-proclaimed workaholic who's about to be a mom? Uh, there's this book I've been recommending to a lot of moms. I'll have to find it and send it to you after. It's basically like you're a badass and be kind to yourself. I think, again, like I became a mom in my mid thirties. And so I had lots of years of developing my career and sort of my, my persona, if you will, in the workplace and what people kind of could expect of me being online all hours of the day, right? Like I, I created this sort of version of me and then I have this kid and all of a sudden it was completely shattered, right? It's like not a great friend, not a great family member and not, not able to be online at 7am because I was feeding my kids. Right. So I think that the biggest piece of advice I give to a workaholic is know going into it that things are going to change and that doesn't have to mean there's any less, you're, you're providing anything less than you were before. It's just, there's a time that you will need, a, a, there's a, there's an amount of time you will need to sort of find your new normal and to learn how, again, to when and where and how you're going to give an A when you need to give an A, like when you're going to do a B job on something. And when quite frankly, you could completely fail something and it's okay. I think you'll, you have to give yourself time to figure that out. I think the hardest thing as a new mom, who's sort of defined herself by her work or social or something is that like, again, you feel that you don't feel like you're, you're good as you were before. And then on top of that, now you're a mom and you don't feel like you're, you're the the greatest mom in the world. Um, so I would say, a, that's not true, but um, yeah, just be have have some like grace with yourself and know that you'll you'll just find a new way of 
of um, being a great mom or being a great employee and, and, and that's okay. Yeah. What is the best advice you've ever received? The best advice I ever received was from a previous colleague and going to my first baby again, like I wanted to do it perfectly. So I bought every book, every podcast. I mean, I was, I was like a freak for education and she, she said to me, my mom gave me one book when I had my first baby and I opened it and the first page said, close the book, trust your instincts. You don't need to read anything. And that was kind of a light bulb went off for me because you know this and you'll know this if you have more kids too, is every kid is different. It really doesn't matter what you do or what you train for or plan for the delivery the baby. It's not predictable. You have to be adaptable and you have all the skills within you. You have to learn to trust your gut and your instinct. And, uh, that that's for me, but I, I since don't read that much. Um, yes, I do get help through my work, but I don't, I don't, I I've learned to sort of trust my instinct and my husband's always been really good at that, but I think that's the advice I'd give. Okay. What advice would you give to your former self? My former, the, the version you, the version of me, you knew. Yeah. Um, it's no, it's October of 2013. You've just interviewed me at the GCC. And then what advice, what advice are you giving that person? That's really hard. I think to just have confidence, you don't, I I think I always overdid it on a lot and spent a lot of time worrying about being great at things and versus just, you know, trusting in myself. So I think I would say trust yourself, maybe work a little less hard. Mm. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. All right. Last question. What advice do you have for me? Uh, By the time this episode comes out, Val will probably be, let's say she's six months old seven months old. So what advice do you have for me as, as a father of a six or seven month old daughter? God, that is the greatest age. Six months on, it just gets better and better and better and better. Uh, just freaking enjoy it. Video, take videos. <laughs> yeah. Really somebody, somebody else gave me that advice. That's good. That's really good advice. That's good advice. It's funny how the, the moments that you get to experience in this first, like in the six to one and a half age, just there's so much development. They're so incredible. Uh, the expressions, the things they say, and at the same time, they disappear from your memory pretty fast. I didn't, I didn't really realize that until I have now a one and a half year old. And I try to remember what was my three and a half year old like at one and a half. Did she do that? And you have pictures and I have stories written down, but there's something about videos where you can actually capture the way they walked, the way they talked. Um, I, I would, I would get a little bit more footage. That's yeah. yeah that's, that's great. I advice. wish I did. Um, and yeah, just really enjoy it and, and take your time before you have a second. <laughs> okay. Also, also good advice. <laughs> um, all right. Don't know. This has been a really great conversation. Where can people go to connect with you or learn more about you? Oh, I guess LinkedIn. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll link to that as well. All right, Donia. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Donia. Thank you so much. Thank you.